Listen up, Gut Check Army. Gut Check Army is is it disbanded, Ted? I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to replaced. know the status. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's been replaced by our our patrons. But I bet there's a lot of like overlap in the two people groups would be my guess yeah and i don't know the status uh i do know the status the gut check army page that you have to sign into slowly losing things that are that are probably later going to pop back up in the patreon feed Um, exactly but i want to address those who are part of the gut check army but not patrons yeah this is what i want to tell them first of all ted and i have a wonderful friend friend of the program friend of uh, us as human people Yep. Uh, and that would be a guy named Cody Anderson who hooks us up with coffee every single month. Even when we had we had a time there where we didn't podcast during a month, he'd send us coffee. <laughs> the great Cody Anderson. Cody's amazing, dude. Like, so here's what I love about Cody. I don't think it's any secret to say that in the past, especially the the not so distant past, feels distant to me. But okay, we we've been really <laughs> inconsistent at doing radio, right? Um, and that's just a self evaluation thing. <laughs> Where I look in the I look in the I look in the mirror some mornings and staring back at me is a guy who hasn't done a gut check podcast in a couple months. And despite that being the case, Cody was like faithful to send us that Muquano coffee. He stood with us through thick and thin. And now that we're releasing like 14 episodes a week, um, he's still he's still here, and we and we love him for it. So shout out Cody in. Amazing. And he eats steak with his bare hands like it's, you know, like he's Fred Flintstone while he drives down the street. Um, yep. And the last package I got, I don't know if you've opened your latest Muquano one or if you even got it yet, but I got one yesterday that had like chocolate bark in it with like oh. coffee dusted on it and like peppermint. And oh my it gosh, is that sounds delicious. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, I want to tell a quick story. It's a 13 yep. second story. When I was yep. in college, I moved into an apartment. Mm-hmm. My parents were so kind that they gave me some of the rent to pay for this. Uh-huh. Uh, my roommate thought that we should split the remainder of it as if we were both the children of my parents. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no that comes off my end. Uh, yeah. And my parents were also so cool that they gave us groceries like maybe once a month. Wow. My mom would like do extra shopping and say, here's some groceries. But she <laughs> she would get me these like chocolate pudding things that I liked in high school. Yeah, And she got them for me so frequently that I had literally a whole drawer full of them. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to tell her, you know, like I didn't, I felt, felt like it was weird to give her any notes on yeah. the free food she was giving me. Yeah, giving, giving her notes on how to be, how to be yet more generous. Yeah. So what we did one day, we did, we were actually involved in a uh, ministry to inner city Native American youth, which might be its own topic of discussion sometime. <laughs> yeah, Lots of fun yeah. stories. Um, yeah. But we just brought like uh, the whole drawer. We pulled it out of our fridge and brought it there. We dumped a bunch of spoons down and said, everybody go nuts on this. Now that hasn't happened but between Ted and I, we actually have gotten a little bit uh, of a log here. We have three unopened bags of Muquano uh-huh. coffee gut check blend between us, uh-huh. and both also have a full bag going. So in rather than let it get old and stale and then like someday look at it and go, oh, no, I didn't drink this, we yeah. are going to, the next three people after this drops on Wednesday morning, the next three people, or the first three people, I guess, who uh, who sign on as a patron are going to get a bag of Muquano Gut Check in the mail. Uh, and I'm going to say before January 5. Yeah, I'm going to covenant that. Yeah. And I want to remind you that tomorrow night, Thursday night, what is, what is the date there? Hold on. Tomorrow 15th, night. 15th, I want to say. I don't know. Uh, the... F- 
15th. You are correct, Ted. You are on top of yeah. what days are what. Yeah. Tom- tomorrow night, Thursday, the 15th of December, is the uh, smoke and diehard viewing on Zoom with the gut check board of directors, corner office level uh, patrons. Corner Love office it. patrons or cops for short. And uh, mm. we're going to have a great time. If you want to be part of that, you have today and some of tomorrow to sign up as a patron at that level. And we will be posting the details on how to join us for that. And she promises to be a great time. Also, we've been churning out content. Uh, ask anyone who's currently a patron. Good grief. This this feed is stuffed full of stuff and, yeah. and scheduled with lots of stuff. And Ted keeps sending me stuff. I wrote an article. Here, put this up. Uh, you know, let, let's let's put this other thing up that we did before and never released. It's worth your it's worth your while. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, we're in a in a manic phase right now at the company. <laughs> Everybody's working late, burning the midnight oil, like ordering in Chinese food at night, kind of sleeping on a cot in their office. It's manic. Get it while and it's hot, people. Exactly. Get it while it's hot. All right. Well, uh, how do we want to like the music will start coming in? The like, yeah. like what do we want to say? Is that? I like how when you said enjoy the episode with the same cadence as see you next time. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And now! (laughs) Dude, it sounds like his voice sounds like. Did you have did you have that scummy friend in like uh, in Bay City who had like a dirt bike before everybody else? Yeah, and he, okay. And like he he's revving it up. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, a kid would like drive the dirt bike down to your house and just like rev it up in the driveway or whatever. That's what that guy's <laughs> voice sounds like to me. I equally feel like we got to get rid of that as soon as possible, and that I want to yeah. hang on to it forever for the same reason. Yeah, yeah no, I know. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thanks for bringing me up a little bit. That was fun. I'm so Good, glad baby. that uh, the thing actually worked. Oh my gosh, yes, that was scary. But because uh, we, we had got some gold it. there, we had some good yeah, we stuff. Did. Not yeah. only funny, but like some thoughtful stuff. Yeah. No, it was great. It was it was everything a gut check pod should be for sure. Awesome. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna go uh, pop up, dude. People were stoked about chapter, not even chapter one. That first that that prologue to um, facing Tyson. And Dude, all that's these great. things get tweeted, but you can't actually listen unless you sign up. So yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's so perfect. Yeah, finally, it's finally paying some kind of dividend. All that work we did all those years ago. <laughs> I know, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a kind of project. You just you just knew it would be like a ten year slow burn. You know, like yeah, wait, right. wait for it, and then we'll make fifty dollars. Enjoy the episode. And now, brought to you by McQuano Coffee Roasters, McQuanoCoffee.com, a not-really-live-remote-from-the-publishing-moguls-and-media-mavens behind all your favorite books. It's the Gut Check Press Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zachary Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio, in my car, with my... With my good friend, my partner in remote gut check radio, Zachary Bartles. Zach, we are on the back end, the the back nine, if you will, to use a golf phrase. Uh, neither of us golf. Never heard of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Neither neither of us golf or or ever will. But uh, we're on the back nine of this visit. We're a little tired, a little sleep deprived. 
Our voices are going a little bit. Yeah, I like that. I like radio where you, where you can hear the mileage. Yeah, you can hear the mileage on us, all of those cigars we've smoked. We're in a Fiat. We're in a Fiat. I like yeah. your Fiat quite yeah, a thank bit. You. I like it too. I I'm mean, fond uh, of it. I'm fine with it. I'm fond of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you said I'm fine with it. And yeah. I was going to say, is that a little bit. Uh, Sorry, it is. I don't know what that's a reference to. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, oh, the Cliffy you know, getting Fiat shocked. Was a yeah, Cliffy <laughs> getting shocked in the episode that we just watched. I came out of uh, your your son's room. Uh, your son was so kind enough to give up his bed for me while I was he visiting, was. which yeah. was, and also he's just the kindest person like there is anyway. He really is a sweet guy. We were talking yesterday, some like earnest old man talk about how yeah. we uh, we both raised really good guys, really good kids. I think we did, and I'm I'm remiss or hesitant, whatever the word is, to like take a victory lap on any of that stuff. They might wind up being serial killers. Who knows? Yeah. No, um, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, 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 I know I who my kid is. I know who your kids are. I mean, they're not grown up yet, but you can yeah. tell. You can and they're tell. not perfect, but they're good boys. And uh, Oh, mine's perfect. I call him my angel son, Cal. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's healthy for him. But I, um, <laughs> and, I, and I put that weight on him. I'm like, listen, yeah. your daddy's... Your daddy's perfect little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I came out of his room this morning doing that bit, and and you know what? what? KK immediately knew what I was doing. Yeah. And I, and I got some and I got some good belly laughs. Good. Which I I, I get a certain number of those every time I see KK because you got to earn them with her. You do. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't do this sort of courtesy laugh. Even like I do. Like I will. I will do. Wait it. a minute. Oh no. You dude. Hold on. We're yeah. we're way too loud here. These are all peaking. Okay. I'm going way down. But your courtesy laughs, I mean, they're like the most lazy thing and no one buys it. No, no one buys it. They're <laughs> incredibly lazy. Yeah. In fact, it's almost an insult. Yeah. And, and and somehow I can intuit when you text back, if you're really like saying, I think like it's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. It's like a real laugh. Yeah. Ha ha is like, <clears throat> okay, pretty tepid. that's all yeah. right. And yeah. ha is like, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> ha is like, I'm busy and I wish you hadn't texted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! You know another Cliffy bit what? I absolutely love. What is it? I I love when he pretends he knows karate. Yeah. And then like everybody and it, like he backs down from a fight. There's yeah. just that guy who I hate. I hate when when you can tell he feels like a bullied little boy. Yes. And yeah. like like that happened in the one we watched last night. Cliffy's a really good actor. Yeah. You know, I, the more I think about it, the more I think John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff, maybe the best actor on the whole show. There's, the, there's some layers to that, yeah. Yeah, they gave him all this emotional range that you weren't necessarily expecting from that character. And he just did a really good job with it. And, yeah, to your point, he was always playing these kind of, like, bullied, um, you know, having to deal with shame, uh, really interesting characters. And also, tell, tell me if you've noticed this in the your life of watching the show. Um, I feel like of all the characters... Cliffy almost got in a whole bunch of fights. Yeah. That was a storyline like a couple times a season. Somebody wanted to beat up Cliff. Well, in, in real life in Boston, I guess, if you were that big of a loudmouth, they would. Yeah. But we were just talking before we started recording about the episode where they thought that there were gay people at the bar. Yeah. And like the, the gang basically told Sam, get get rid of them or we're going to find a new bar and how you couldn't do that now. Yeah. Seemed like a very, very outdated uh, kind of, unless they were the bad guys of the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, even watching it as a conservative Christian, I'm like, Wow. You're yeah. really kind of mean people. But uh, also, the one where um, he backs down from the fight, I feel like, I don't remember if, we, I think it was Sam or it was somebody, said like, or I think it was probably Carla, said yeah. like, either fight that guy or never show your face here again. There was this real like Boston, like, yeah. tough guy, like, 
No, he was he was from New York. York. He was a he was a Yankees fan. Right. No, but I'm saying the Boston thing was like yeah. the the your own friends telling you if you're afraid to fight this guy, yeah, we don't want anything to do with you. We are ashamed of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the way that he gets back into the group is he goes to a construction site next door, uh-huh. comes back with a couple bricks, yeah, and he like punches through one and breaks through one with his head, yeah. And they're all like, "Oh my gosh, he is a black belt. He didn't fight him because he was didn't want to kill him." Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he's he, like, "Take me to the hospital." Take me to, to, he could trust Diane. To say, I've never had a karate lesson in my life. Please take me to the hospital. And knew that she wouldn't turn on him. Because so she was the heart and soul of the bar. Let's unpack that logic for a minute. In that, you could make the argument that it would have been easier for Cliffy just to have fought the guy. If he gave himself a concussion <laughs> right. and probably a broken hand by, yeah. like, punching through a whole bunch of construction materials. Even if he would have swung a couple times and, and then got laid out. And then got laid out. or would have respected like, him. The guys from the bar would have dragged him drag the two of them apart, which yeah. is what always happens when dudes fight. Yeah, you know, I... A couple I, I, of off-balance punches get thrown, and then somebody breaks it up. And he was just scared, and, yeah. and I mean, whenever I see someone who's scared, yeah. and feels like they have to to do something meaningless anyway, I feel really bad for them. I think we've yeah. all been there as, like, little kids where you were like, I don't want to do this thing, but the group kind of yeah. pressure. Yeah. And it's so funny that the whole theme song and the whole idea behind the bar was... These are the people who are gonna. They get you. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on your in your corner no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't always like pan out that way. It's almost as though <laughs> gathering around a place to just drink alcohol <laughs> is a really flimsy, as it turns out, like notion of friendship. <laughs> uh, but yet, it's one that we want to sit with almost every night of oh our lives gosh, as we watch yes. the program. Yeah. Um, there's there's something really warm there uh, that that we're both resonating with, and um, I've got a bit of trivia. I feel like you're usually the trivia guy. Like, you usually have, like, the insights on all the kind of, you know, granular information about this show. But Lay it on me, buddy. That episode, maybe it was that episode or maybe it was another episode where somebody wanted to fight Cliff. Remember when Cliff brings a gigantic, like, muscular guy from the post office to sort of... It's like the first time you see a black guy in the bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To kind of stand in as his friend. Um, as a means of warding off the person who wants to fight Cliff. It's the same episode, It's yeah. the same app. Yeah, that guy um, played in a football league called the World Football League, which existed for one year, and he played for the Detroit franchise, the Detroit Wheels. Oh, nice! And, uh, yeah, so I had been doing some research on that league for a writing project and ran across that tidbit because I was like, man, that guy's big and athletic-looking. I wonder if he was a football player or a boxer, and uh, he played for the Detroit Wheels. So he was in at least one other episode, too. It wasn't yeah, he was. just in that one. Yeah, and he actually had quite a long run as, like, the big, you know, muscular black guy in lots of 80s shows. So uh, I think he, he made a nice living being that person. So Who, Who's your favorite athlete-turned-actor? Yeah, it's a great question. Favorite all-time athlete-turned-actor? Well, let's start here. Let's start with Cheers. So... The guy that plays Sammy's kind of dirtbag television sports reporter friend in yeah. an evergreen way on the show was actually a a borderline Hall of Fame level NFL defensive end. In fact, he might be in the Hall of Fame. His name was Fred Dreyer. Uh, he played for the Rams. Really handsome guy. Uh, really great football player. He's got to be up there. He's got to be on the athlete turned actor 
Mount Rushmore. This is the guy who like uh, would always want him to be on the show, and then somebody better, like John, yeah. John McEnroe McEnroe would or come, somebody, yeah, would come yeah. in. Jimmy Connors would uh-huh, come along. Okay, yeah. and poor Sammy was always getting dropped, which is another instance of like to me like real emotional nuance on the show. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like that dynamic of, and I think as writers we've been there where it's like, oh, come speak at my conference or co-author my book and then the person finds somebody better and, and you're like, oh, the, the world is a cold, hard place. Or, or come yeah. uh, be represented by my agency. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Um, I, I, just an aside, mm-hmm. I think the most kind of uh, heartstring moment they pulled yeah. was uh, when Sammy gave away Gosh, the pop tab that was his like lucky pop tab yes, from the dude, day he stopped I drinking. That. Yeah, and he and, and he gave it to an athlete who was played by someone famous, but I can't remember who played him. I can't either. But uh, then all sorts of bad stuff happened to him, yeah. and he lost his ability to like slide a beer down the bar and have it go yeah. go around the corner. It was his good luck charm. And, yeah. and then and then like his life started to fall apart, and like he poured a beer. Yeah. And he stared at it, and you thought he was going to drink it and go back on the the, the sauce there. Yeah. And instead, he just slides it down the bar, and he and has makes little the victory turn. moments. Yeah, yeah, that was so good, dude. Who, so, so good. Who else, though, was in the uh, the high pantheon of, of athletes turned... Like, yeah. I mean, Howie Long is probably the worst. Yeah, he's a terrible that. actor. Although, probably... Just see! So, okay, so this is interesting. Howie Long is the worst actor of all of them, but probably the best athlete. Probably the best football <laughs> player. He well, is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, when you're... Um, the best at one thing, I guess yeah. you can't expect to be the best at the other thing. Okay, so let's let's do this for a couple of minutes. And you've got the you know the creative and the athletic, but that's an odd yeah. pairing, dude. It happens it happens with the Renaissance men every once in a while, but like yeah. you know, I probably Teddy Roosevelt had uh, whoa, is this guy nowhere here? Yeah, I don't know. Good grief, you I almost said it. And to be honest, in the in the pantheon of in the world, the universe of football players, I'm not that good. Right, so I think being not that good at football probably allowed me to be better, hopefully, at do you, writing. Do you think you're better at football than Howie Long is at acting? I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I, I can't I'd, imagine you're not. I'd like to say yes. <laughs> I yeah, I might yeah. be better at football yeah, than yeah, Howie Long exactly. is. At yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, so let's do this one. Carl Weathers. Oh, dude, I, I gotta say I respect Carl Weathers. He's not a good actor, right? But he's figured out the role that he can play, sure, convincingly, and so he just as, plays it again and again. As far as like two roles, actually, as far as IMDb's or careers that you could have as an ex-athlete, I would take his. You know, like really good career, had the run as Apollo Turn Creed. Turn this up a touch, is that okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it, whatever you need. I I love him as Apollo Creed. I love him as like the guy in Predator. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you haven't watched Prey on Hulu yet, I haven't. Watch it. It's yeah. a prequel that takes place like during the age of like colonists and and muskets amongst really? a, a native tribe. Wow. It's awesome. Didn't know it existed. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's just on Hulu. It didn't even go to theaters, I don't think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he plays that character, and I think Apollo Creed and like the military guy are the same pretty much. Sure. Like, sure. and then he plays a like goofy version of Carl Weathers, like he does yeah. in several different things, and he's he's very good at both. He played Apollo Creed essentially on The Mandalorian. Okay. You know, like he's yeah. just, but he's good, and and I think that's what you can like. Like, uh, what is this? Is Mark Harmon the ball player who did like uh, summer school and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy also figured out like I can deliver. Yep. And Clooney does the same thing. I just deliver lines in this kind of 
this cadence. Yeah. Women think I'm sexy. Men think I'm cool. <sighs> and I can get work. Dude, I have I have the ultimate one of this, actually. I just thought of it. Okay. A little before our time, Burt Reynolds was a Division One running back at Florida State. Like a really good college really? football player. And became became an actor. Discovered fan boats? Yeah. Um, Dude, you gotta, I got to tell you this. Now, you know Burt Reynolds is a son of Lansing. Born, no. born and raised in my hometown there, yeah. Zach, I had no idea. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that. He's, he's like crazy. him and Steven Seagal, right? Okay, yeah. and, the, and the guy who invented Google, but who cares about him? Yeah. And uh, so, the, just recently, you know there's a, a music shop right by my church called Music Manor. Yeah. It's uh, like two doors down. Yeah. They just redid the front and both sides uh-huh. with a mural. Okay. And it's Burt Reynolds okay. playing a flute, no. blowing fire out of the flute, and then flames going around the entire building. I will send you pictures of it. It is spectacular. What a great idea by someone. Yeah. What, what an idea, yeah, anyway. What an idea. Yeah. yeah. I feel like our town is going like mural crazy. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind it. I think it makes some you know like, it drab stuff look good. Let's do 30 seconds on murals. It's a certain kind, and Jackson, the, the town that I live in, is this way. There's a certain kind of like mid-sized city inferiority complex that says let's cover everything with a mural. And we're doing it right now too. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to downtown Jackson, they're muralizing everything. I think I mean like Detroit's doing it too. So I think like actual yeah. big cities. Actual cities. So it's just yeah. kind of like a, an attempt to co-op yeah. a thing, but that, I don't know. It, I thought when I saw that I'm like that guy looks like Burt Reynolds. That's so strange. Yeah. And then I read in the City Pulse or whatever that it is it's an homage to the fact that he's Dude, the City Pulse is still around. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I used to write for that thing. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually like it better than the regular paper, except that all of it uh, is about weed now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't sure. like it at all. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that. Yeah. I hate the regular paper more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked my way into getting a subscription to the, the Lansing State Journal uh, for 99 cents a month, locked in for a year. Do you get a paper copy or is it nah, just online? No, it's just online. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's my top two. Yeah. Um, Athlete turned yeah. actors. Terry Crews. Yeah. I love Terry How do you feel about Terry Crews? Uh, I'm indifferent. You know, really? I, I think... I love that guy. Yeah, I think he's a caricature, but a, it's a fine caricature. Caricature you know? how? I mean, like... And I'm basing this largely on the Old Spice commercials. So... Okay. I, I've, I've not seen a lot of his regular work. But I'll say this about Terry Crews, the football player. <clears throat> real football player. Had a real career. Uh, played linebacker for the Chargers for a handful of years. So... Shout out Terry Crews and Crews family if you're listening. Like respectable football career. That guy's still as enormous as any human can be. Yeah, big strong guy. I love him because he's also. I mean, he's the true Renaissance man. I think I've talked about this before because yeah. I'm kind of, um, not gay for Terry Crews, but yeah. kind of. Do kind of talk about talk about that. Talk about your uh, <laughs> infatuation vis-a-vis Terry Crews. Because I think- I, as men who are straight. Who are, um, who are straight. Yeah, who are very straight. As an arrow. Straight as an arrow. Um, and you know, narrow. We, very we, narrow-minded. Narrow, straight, narrow-minded. If this is the happy rant, conservative men. Oh, right? oh. Eye roll. Yeah. Oh, Cisgender yeah. men. Yeah. Pause while I indicate still that I am a, a conservative man. <laughs> right. yeah. I can't stand them. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible. It's like, it's like yeah. jokes. I love those. I'd like to be a part of one someday. Yeah, I yeah. hate conservative men, which I am one of. Yes. yes yeah. Which I'm very much one of. Um, on the on this last happy rant, Ronnie was referring to Neanderthals. 
Okay. And then there was a pause, and I was like, I am a Neanderthal. Uh, by, by the criteria <laughs> you just laid out, I am very much a Neanderthal. Right? So just Be careful, I'm going to conk you out of head with my club. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to drag you into a cave, you know? Like, I mean, there are implications to that. There are, yeah. Uh, but but I, here, here's what I would say. I think yeah. it's one of those, like, I believe he's a Christian. Yeah. Um... Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a... Not Ronnie Martin. No. <laughs> I have a... Uh, Jury's still out on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure Ronnie Martin is a Christian. Uh, and a terrific salesman. And, and a terrific <laughs> everything. Yeah. But I had I have a uh, Bible on CD. Yeah. Um, read that, by Terry Crews? It's read by... A, it's called The Bible Experience. Okay. It's read by, like, Oscar and Grammy winners yeah, wow. galore. Um, and... The Gospel of Mark is read, the, narrated by Terry Crews, and then really? like Blair Underwood is Jesus, and like really? Samuel L. Jackson is God the Father. It's it's right. pretty incredible. But I listen to Mark more than anything else because I really like the way he, he the cut of his jib. I love that, he, and he's a dancer. Yeah. The dude, he's like enormous, right. but he's like really graceful as a dancer. Yeah, he's a uh, painter. Really, two, two winters ago, or, or Christmases ago, on Christmas Eve, yeah. there was a live stream for like six hours of him just painting a winter scene like really? Bob Ross it was so good and it was the most relaxing thing and he just seems like such a legitimately he loves his wife he's always talking about how like porn had ruined his marriage and getting off porn saved his marriage yeah. I don't know he just seems like the kind of guy we need way way more of Dude, these and the are fact all that little things... kids look up to him just gives yeah. me hope these are all things I had no idea about so to me, Terry Crews was just the like Old Spice commercial guy. But we also, you and I, have seen uh, the Expendables movies together, at least the first yeah. couple. And so he's also the guy who's got like a fully automatic shotgun yeah. who goes in like liquefying the bad guys in the, yeah. in the climax fight scene. So yeah, yeah. he's just awesome. He is. But yeah. that's my number two. Number one, and and there's a big space between number two and number one. Yep. Number one athlete turned actor has got to be uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, sure. Space oh Jam. my gosh, yeah. the nuance. He's not even <laughs> Ted. He's not even acting with real other actors. Yeah, you don't realize it. You forget when you're watching yeah. it because yeah. he keeps the eye lines. Yeah, he. You can sense his emotions as he yeah. talks to Porky Pig or Bugs Bunny or yeah. the hot bunny that's Bugs Bunny's girlfriend or whatever. Um, hey, I, I have a question for you. Uh, uh, by the way, Ted's still on the road. The construction has pushed us onto the rumble strips for some reason. When you're, as you're saying these things about Michael Jordan, are you doing a bit or being serious? I'm doing a bit. Uh, okay. Do you have you met me? Uh, do you think I'm stupid? No, but I, <laughs> I, I actually think. You think it's no, 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 no. I, I think that what you're saying could be true in a way. In I'm that, gonna throw this recorder out the window. No one's gonna hear this. Do you, do you have like anti-Michael Jordan tendencies? Like, do, I, do, do I you have an do. issue with Michael Jordan? My, my. Well, here's the thing. This is the this is the most contrarian thing in a in a career of contrarian things that you've pulled. Um, th this is this is on the Mount Rushmore of your contrarian things, <laughs> I think. My, which my, we could do that Rushmore in a minute. I uh, don't know a crap ton about yeah. the NBA. Yeah. When I was really into it, because I felt like I should be. Yeah. Michael Jordan was obviously the king of everything. Sure. I loved him. I had a Bulls cap. I wore all the time. Yeah. I mean, that was during. Good grief! The yeah. era of you know the the freaking uh, what was it uh, back to back? Uh, yeah, six titles, six it, championships. Yeah, I, and so like I I will when I hear people talk about like the greatest of all time is it Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I'm like, don't even I, I don't I'm not gonna have this argument. But in yeah. my mind, yeah, it's Jordan. Michael Jordan's Babe Ruth, right? Yeah, totally. But when I like 
I have thoughts on this too, but keep going. Yeah. I saw him interviewed yeah. when Space Jam was out in the theaters. Yeah. And he referred to himself, as, you know, he was being very like self-deprecating and saying, you know, like my kids, yeah. they just think of me as dad. They don't think of me as a world-renowned, yeah. you know, athlete and actor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no one thinks of you as an athlete and actor. And and then I've learned since then that he's kind of just a bad dude. Whereas yeah. like LeBron James like goes back to <laughs> Cleveland and like builds houses for people. Yeah. He doesn't really like give back much and that he's a womanizer and that like, yeah. And, and, and you'd think by this time, when he does a commercial, it wouldn't be embarrassingly bad when he says words, but it still yeah. is. Okay. So you were very much doing a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, all right. No, let's hear your thoughts on it, though. I don't know that I have a lot to add, other than from a journalist studying people who are charismatic standpoint. Okay. He was one of the more naturally charismatic interviews and naturally charismatic like brand building superstars that we've ever had. Well, he yeah. invented the whole like creating a brand creating around yourself, yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if, if we're defining charisma as like 99th percentile good looks, knowing how to handle yourself in an interview, oh, which sure, is different dude. than acting. Yeah, put Way that guy different. in a suit and sit him down yeah. and he's, yeah. He, he's he, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a very different skill set though. Yeah, yeah, he could be coquettish, he could be playful, he could be He didn't know, sound like a, like a meathead. Ever. Yeah, no, no, he didn't sound no. like a meathead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we, we can agree on that. Um, and like, if, if someone gifted me a poster of the iconic image yeah. of Michael Jordan freaking like soaring through flying yeah, with his yeah. tongue hanging out yeah. I would frame it and put it in my den in a heartbeat because which, it harkens which back to which poster was framed and put in Maxim's room yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. And it's, it's awesome that even all these years later like yeah. he's yeah no I don't I don't think that I I don't, I don't have like some anti-Michael Jordan thing. I just think yeah, that yeah. some guys can't act yeah I didn't see the new Space Jam with LeBron oh. uh, but I got to imagine it's a little bit better acting uh, uh, probably a better plot I mean there's yeah. plot holes for days in Space Jam Actual Space Jam had Bill Murray, though. Like, who was the real actor in the new Space Jam? Oh, I don't know. It's Actual it's Space Jam had uh, freaking Newman as well. Okay. Right? Yeah. Wasn't Newman in I it? believe so, yeah. Here's yeah. my, here's my I, deal. My favorite with... part of Space Jam, sorry. Yeah, my favorite no. part of Space Jam is when they, like, suck Michael Jordan down into the the golfing the, the golf hole, the hole yeah, in, yeah. in the green, yeah. and he's just gone, and the guy's golfing with him, and just like, well, that happens, and they just keep uh-huh. going. Yeah. <laughs> Which speaks to maybe him being not a great guy, you know? Oh, right, yeah, they're like, yeah, we didn't like him anyway. <laughs> if you really enjoyed golfing with someone, you would be, yeah, uh, be put off if they were if they, if they were sucked down into the cup. I also know? love that he lives into a house that undoubtedly cost about as much as my house uh, yeah. in, in Space Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, like the most humble dwelling he's ever, like, <laughs> inhabited in, in, in his entire life. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, I, I think, though, to me, the difference between Jordan and LeBron James, and this is not an aspersion at LeBron James, like you're either born with this or you aren't, LeBron James has no charisma. Uh-huh. I never want to look at him or listen <laughs> to him in an interview or even really watch him play basketball, even though he's a magnificent basketball player. But Jordan just had this, like, performer's Dude, yeah. flair for the moment. Like, he intuited, Crowing he sensed, at the, yeah, he yeah. sensed moments and rooms and hostile crowds or sympathetic crowds or whatever. Like, he had a, 
and almost like yeah, he he was performing. So he was a performer. He was a performer, just not theatrical. Yeah. He was yes, right. But like, he had a he had a theatrical sense of the moment. So he was kind of like Flex in that sense. Yes, he was right. Flex in the outstanding life of an awkward theater kid, which you can get now on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, and he'll he'll be uh, like, like here's the thing about Jordan. Yeah, there are ways to get the ball through the hoop. Yeah, even dunking. Without all the theatrics. That's right. But he had to. He yeah. had to. Yeah, and that's... I, I respect the heck out of that. Yeah, even the way he would, like, look at the crowd and shrug or, yes, like... Yes, yes, having tens of thousands of people in your hand. Yeah. And of course, that's going to make you a little bit, you know, arrogant. How oh, could absolutely. it not? It would me as well. well. You, you, you can't live a normal life. You know, there's a 0% chance... Did you watch all the Jordan documentaries when those dropped? No, the, the you, you, you kind of summarized them all for me. It's one of the best documentary series I've ever seen on this level of, like, human charisma and how all kinds of rich, egotistical people, which is what the Bulls were at that time, can come together and still, like, win titles. It, it's kind of remarkable. Um if you're ever bored or in, in need of something to watch, you should you should give it a look. How did you feel about the dream team, the Olympic dream team, dude, when that happened? You know, by that time, I was sort of post-Olympics. Like, the last Olympics I could ever remember caring about was 1988. And I think it was the Olympics that followed that. I think the dream team was 92. And by that time, I was a sophomore in high school, and I just didn't care. You know, the one I cared most about was '84 because of Mary Lou Retton. That was the one I cared. Yeah, I cared most about as well. Yeah, we were engaged to be married. Yeah, I was uh, in your mind six. Yeah, yeah, and you had to run through that whole pathology. Of, <laughs> yeah, in your mind you have to marry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. a throwback to an old old joke. I hope that she's on. doing okay. Ish, uh, Mary Lou Retton. Um, are we allowed to talk about? The specific ways that Mary Lou Retton was very cute to us in 1984. Through at the which, eyes of an innocent six-year-old? At which why, time why you, were, you were yeah. six and I was eight, so we were both innocents. Dude, it was the smile. It was yes. the. It was how like how much energy, how up she was, and how she seemed to be championing me yes. through the television, even though yes. she was the champion. Yes, that's right. The pixie haircut. Oh my gosh, dude! She when I when I think about Mary Lou Retton, I still have a moment of my heart beating faster. Yeah, she was really my first like celebrity crush. crush. Yes, and, and back when the Olympics were bigger than life and magnificent, and you had this sense that like they mattered <laughs> and that the sports mattered, and the sports don't matter at all. No one cares about gymnastics, but like in Ooh, 1984, shots fired. No, not shots fired, <laughs> but you know, I mean, these are niche sports that like no one cares about except. You know, once every four years, but at, the, at that point, and that was network television, right? So there was scarcity. There was mm -hmm. a sense of yeah, that's all that was on, and that's all you were watching. Monocultural. Everybody's watching the same thing at the same time. And this is like one Olympics yeah. after. I mean, that was winter, but like one Olympics after the, the miracle cup. on ice and like yeah. all this amazing yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So can I tell you a very funny, embarrassing uh, yeah. little thing? I don't think I've ever told anyone. Now I'm telling everybody. Yeah, there was a commercial. For McDonald's with Mary Lou Retton. I remember the commercial. And she said something about, uh, uh, you can come in and get this, this, or a small fry. Yeah. And it cut to a kid yeah. saying, who are you calling a small fry? Which is the most 80s commercial thing oh, ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the kid looked kind of like me. Oh. And I, every time it came on, I, I used to pretend yourself that. that was yes. me. Yes, And then at one point, I told someone that was me. I don't remember who, but I remember they were like, no, it's not. 
and I, and I looked at the kid again and realized he didn't really look like me. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was just kidding. Yeah, you were trying to play cool. You were tra- you were trying to do a, you know, a cool thing with it. But um, yeah, no, that that energy was so '80s commercial, you know. Um, and it, I mi- I miss I miss a straightforward commercial like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where it wasn't trying to like make you remember it with something that has nothing to do with a product. Yeah, it was almost. It was like, like here's our spokesman. Yeah. And it's a famous athlete, and she's all she was as American as apple pie, dude. Yeah, and she's bought in. She's all in on this, despite the fact that she would never eat at McDonald's. But um, yeah, right. You know, but you almost believed that she would. You know, you believed that, despite being a gymnast and having to maintain like two percent body fat, like that she which is terrible for those kids, dude. It really they is. They all yeah. have awful health problems later. Yeah, and and all for a sport that nobody cares about. <laughs> But you know what? We weren't thinking through all that in 1984. Right. We? No, we were, we were thinking. We were just having some fun with it. She's the 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 cutest. She's the cutest the, girl I've ever seen. She's the and very paradigm of, of what it means to be cute. She was. I don't know. She was probably you know a legal adult then, but it yeah. seemed like she was a kid. Yeah. Because of how like because you know, of how tiny she, she was. was. Yeah. 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 She seemed like she was a kid, and and it was the kind of thing. And I don't know if you did this, but you were like doing the math in your head of. <laughs> okay, if she's 17 now and I'm right. eight, like, what age would I have to be for this to work? You know? Like, <laughs> and you're like, all right, I got time. Yeah, I got, I got time, time to plan this out. Yeah, I got time to plan this out. I can make some moves here. How am I going to meet her? I'm going to, like, buy her bookstore up from under her? Yeah, I, I get, yeah, right. I can start, uh, I can start exercising. Maybe I'll be in the Olympics. Right. You know? I'll be a world-class gymnast. Yeah, yeah. I'll be her coach. Yeah. Wait, no, that's problematic in this day and age. Um, yeah, right. So those guys all ended up being. But the beautiful thing is, when you're a kid, none of that stuff occurs to you unless you're a real Calvinist cadet. Then you're already thinking about the dark hearts of men. Hey, let me ask you about this vis-a-vis the Olympics and being a kid and watching the Olympics as a kid. Um, what Olympic sport, if any, did you dream about being in when you would watch the Olympics? Judo. Really? It was judo. That's yeah. oddly specific. Yeah. Why judo? I was obsessed with, like, not like martial arts, like people are obsessed with them now. Yeah. Like, my son has, uh, he's getting, did I tell you this? My son's getting his third degree black belts. That's amazing. Uh, at the end of this month, that kid has been doing martial arts for nine and a half years. Wow. Um, it's like a mixed martial arts system. Yeah. Uh, I was all, from watching the Karate Kid 1. Yeah. Anything where people were in like white pajamas, yeah, I was very obsessed with. And when I realized that watching that, like for real, was an option, yeah, uh, on on TV during the Olympics, yeah, you were all in on that. Oh yeah. Uh, in fact, I think there uh, there was a Summer Olympics where I actually set the VCR. Yeah. While I was at school, no, no, during the summer. Yeah. At some point, I was somewhere else. I set the VCR to record and and like went back and like watched four or five times. Yeah. And they had Taekwondo that year too, as like an exhibition or something. Yeah. And dude, that's insane to watch. Yeah. Freaking like, like I can't believe those people walk away from that stuff. Yeah, they're really hitting each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was always the stuff that I loved. And then like in the Winter Olympics, the uh, biathlon. Yeah. Skiing, shooting, skiing, shooting. Yeah. It's so arbitrary, but I love it. Very arbitrary, very strange. Yeah, that's basically like, you know, like, like, I don't know, bicycle and then make spaghetti or something. Like, there's, yeah. there's no connection between these things. Which is actually now an Olympic event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to ride a, a, the 100 miles and then... <laughs> and then you gotta make, you, you, have have to to make do your own, you have to do your own carb loading. 
right? <laughs> like, it sort of it takes you through the whole pathology of, I'm an athlete, ergo, you know, my body needs carbs, and uh, I'm going to make them. I'm going to make a nice Katsio y Pepe. <laughs> By the way, have we told the, the listeners where we're headed? We're headed to Mecca right now. Yeah, we are. We're headed to McKay's, which is the world's most... Oh, I thought it was pronounced Mecca. <laughs> yeah. Is that a bit? McKay's Mecca. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm slap happy or if you're you're not picking up on my jokes because it's so early. But I actually like. I'm. I, there's always a percentage of your jokes that I don't pick up on because they're because <laughs> they're stupid. Because they're stupid, or they're a reference to like some TV show that had a six episode run in like 1993 that you've watched <laughs> you know through 94 times but and, you know Mecca right it's from a major world religion I do know Mecca okay and so, so like I, was, I thought you were just teeing up for me like a, a like a, a play on a, yeah no I know it was white. a play on Mecca yeah but um, I, I thought I thought you were leading me into like a moment to explain what oh, the case was oh I, I kind of was okay. yeah but then, I, but then when I started doing it, you acted. You know what it like is? I, like I it's because I'm slow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm slow this morning. I think I meant to stick that in there real quick before you started talking. Yeah, but it took me it took me a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. What's McKay's? Uh, McKay's is the world's greatest bookstore, which is why you just refer to it as Mecca, and it has so much more than books. Zachary Bartles. It has uh, CDs, DVDs, records, toys. Everything that we like. Literally, the only thing I care about today is CDs because I'm trying to, uh, you know, they found my car. Yeah, yeah, you had your car stolen. And all my CDs were in my car, including yeah. a bunch of them from the 90s and stuff that's semi-irreplaceable. Yeah, and like, like um, hard value, like yes. uh, sentimental Oh value. my gosh, yes. Yeah. And yes, you can listen to a lot of it on Amazon Music or whatever, yeah. but not all of it. Yeah. I went to listen to Eric Champion's Vertical Reality uh, album on uh, Amazon, and I have Amazon Plus or Amazon, whatever it is, where Prime you have or whatever, yeah, yeah, um, where um, unlimited. That's what it's uh, Amazon yeah. Unlimited, and yet it's limited, buddy. It's limited by the fact that it. it... Go ahead. I want to apologize for something. What's that? I feel like when I was taking Maxim home from school the other day, he must have like wiped a booger onto the touchscreen in my car. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I, my apology is twofold. One. Um, <laughs> I apologize that that's there, <laughs> but but stay with me too. I apologize for how distracted I've been by it this morning. In that it's like, do you ever see something and it's like the only thing that you can think yeah. about to some degree? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to like, I wish I had a a, a spray bottle of a Windex. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do my level best here and give it the old college try. <laughs> With a standard McDonald's. You're going to have to spit on it, I think, man. Yeah, a standard McDonald's napkin. No, Mary Lou Retton would be. It's going nowhere. It's really. Yeah, nowhere fast. Right. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've got water. I'm going to put just the smallest amount of water on this and and then try to dab it off. <laughs> we're um, keeping it all in, dude. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping all this you, in. You, this is good radio. Because otherwise, you miss some of the miles and you don't get to McKay's. This is some of the. This is not the first trip to McKay's that we've brought people on, by the we've way. We've made multiple trips to McKay's. And I, in fact, I remember what we were laughing about the last time we went to McKay's and recorded. It was another booger. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. It was a Carnival Funhouse of Mirrors. Oh, yes! Which metaphorically oh. stood in for your freelance writing career, right? <laughs> I that. It worked. The water that. worked. It looks yeah. great, buddy. Thank you. Thank nice you and so clean. Thank not you. a booger inside. Thanks for bearing with me in that too, um, and hearing my apology and extending <laughs> grace. Uh, uh, so I was just saying that uh, 
they found my car yeah. and it didn't have any of my CDs in it. I drove all the way to Detroit, took my life into my hands because it, it, it was in more. It was in Warren, Michigan. Yeah, which is like where the trailer park from Eight Mile is. I was gonna say, gosh, beautiful area. <laughs> Not you know? so much. Yeah. And uh, I. Like I was like, I just gotta see. I gotta see if anything's in it. Nothing in the trunk. Yeah. Not in my dad's old army blanket that was in every car he ever had and every yep. car I ever had. Which, Not any of it. That's an old man thing. An old man thing is like, even though you have AAA and cell phones and stuff now, you have to pack in your car like a survival kit as though you're going to be yeah. stranded in the woods for a week and a half. You, know? you might be somewhere outside of cell phone range yeah. and yeah. It, your car conks out. I, don't, I think it's smart. I think it's smart too. I like it. Yeah. I don't have one now because no, someone stole either. it. And, yeah. and so I don't, I, I finally, I hadn't been replacing any of them because I was holding out hope they'd be found. Sure. And now I realize probably they threw all my CDs in like a trash can a block from my house. And yeah. um, so I'm going to be trying to replace a few of those, like the most important ones or whichever ones I might find. They have, they have such a selection. I think yeah. I'm, I've got some high hopes. Yeah, man. Good good luck with that. That's a, that's a noble, a noble effort. I predict that you, Ted, yeah. will buy a battered paperback yeah. written sometime between 1975 and 1993 about baseball. You know me very well. I do. Yeah, you know me very well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. I've and got part my of me wishes that that's what I wanted. What's that? So part of me wishes that's what I wanted. Yeah, no, you, you could do it. You I could. could. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't read it, though. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. But, um, yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm gonna, I've got my eye on a couple of video games for the boys. Um, yeah, we're going to have a fun time. And then whatever DVDs I stumble across, you know? They're so cheap there. They're so cheap. You can get uh, a DVD for a quarter, and uh, it's a fun time. So, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. I'm getting excited. Like, my... I feel almost the same way I felt in 1984 when I saw Mary Lou in that commercial. <laughs> what, when I think about McKay's. What if you, you know? find a... a DVD documentary about Mary Lou Retton <laughs> for a quarter at McKay's. Yeah. Dude, I would love to watch, like, her life story. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. I hope... I know that she's doing all right. I looked her up a few years ago. Yeah. And she hadn't, like, bottomed out on, like, cocaine and fame good. and stuff. Good, good. And she seemed to still have, like, a like a foundation for, like... She was always for, like, mentally challenged kids and stuff, oh, like, dude, raising that's money. that's awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. I feel so like she the hasn't 80s been... was a time where everyone... Everyone had to have their cause they were championing. She hasn't been drawn in but by the... The usual array of uh, insufferable leftist causes. That, right. Uh, yeah. Like now, everyone has to have a cause, but it has to be like manufactured. Yeah, it has to be insufferable. Then it was like a real yeah. thing that yeah. people were like struggling. Like with. this is the thing yeah. I care about, so I'm going to use my platform to like move this thing forward. Yeah. yeah. Then pay phone at your best friend's wedding. Call me in the middle of the night. Send baby, we know where this is heading. Let's make a 